it's another edition of the Cause I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. Guys, we made it to episode 89. And you know what that? That is feeling fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for finishing that statement. Uh, very excited about this week's guest. He is a radio producer turned backyard farm person. I know gardener. Uh, after spending many years making radio commercials, he turned to his surroundings in an attempt to learn the art of beekeeping. Who knew? It's Barry Funkhauser in the house. Welcome, Barry. Thanks for having me buzzing on here. Oh, I see what oh, you did there. There's going to be a lot of that, folks. <laughs> and that's coming lot. up next, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. And we're back. I should say Barry Funkhauser uh, also hosts a show on 88.5 FM, which is the station where I work. We are co-workers. Yeah, we're like bosom buddies. That's right. I, I was a guest on his radio show Saturday nights on 88.5 FM in Los Angeles. And uh, I listen to nice you group. in my cave every day in my nice. cave. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, I know that um, Jason does a great impression of you. Jason, do you want to go ahead and do it? I do. Dude. <laughs> hey, hey every, hold on. Hey, everybody. It's Barry Funkhauser. That's right. Barry Funkhauser. <laughs> That's a when good impression. Is yes. that pretty good? Yeah. When you do, uh -huh. when you get like the jazz part, like you're super jazzed into it, sometimes you're like Barry Funkhauser. And I'm like, this guy is insanely amazing. I need to meet him. And here you are. Listen, if you had a name like Barry Funkhauser, you probably wear it out too. <laughs> See, I had Jason Friday, so I did not wear it out because you sound like a. Uh, you sound like a Batman type person. You sound like a <laughs> like a the Lone yeah. Ranger, Jason Friday, coming to town. Hello, it's Jason Friday. Yeah. How What's can I help What's up, guys? You? It's maybe I could try to be like Barry Funkhauser. It's Jason Friday. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It just uh, Barry Funkhauser. That is it's got the ring. It's got the. Ring I'm telling that. you, no, you're not kidding. That is the ring. That is the ring. Ding dingling. I, I want to say when we first heard you on the air, we were like, "Who the heck is this guy?" <laughs> And then I've gotten to know you, and I do feel like uh, you're a kindred, kindred spirit. I feel a connection yeah. to Barry Funkhauser. You seem like such, it's probably all lies, but you seem like such a kind, <laughs> caring person. I, is that the truth? Is that lies or is it the truth, Barry? I'm a truthful Funkhauser. You know, I try to be a simple person on the radio, and, you know, it's too hard to lie anyway because then you have to remember the lie that you said, and yeah. then. I don't have a very good memory, so it's. I just might as well be me, me Barry Funkhauser. Yeah, there you go. No, I have a quick question. <laughs> have you ever killed anybody? No. No, let me think about that for a second, though. You Voluntarily or involuntarily? I want to say on purpose. Like, yeah. 
my dog bit someone once and oh. that was bad because i thought the dude was like it ripped his his lip right and it was oh like my gosh. late at night and the dude was hammered so like when you're drunk you bleed a lot and the dude was like oh that was shit. the closest time i felt that responsible for perhaps a death but they you know they went on their merry way and i never found out what happened but it, you know i scolded my dog and <laughs> and dodged oh a bullet there yeah no kidding but or no, a couple was... <laughs> how do you feel about the show barry do you feel a connection oh, man, like barry, that's my people dude. yeah bill Hader, writer director producer person in everything yeah dude, it's you know, it's funny when you see the the behind the scenes of Barry's there. I think they're in season three now. Yeah, he's tired in all of his interviews, and it's like, of course he's he looks tired. You know, he's doing like, everything. Yeah, he's yeah. got like eighteen jobs. Yeah, and if he... you had a vision like that, I'm sure that you know you'd have to you'd have to wear all the hats to like accomplish that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a no, show. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing on SNL, obviously, and I mean, he's he's such a real, genuine, fun laughter you know all type of people yeah. and the fact that he's doing this show which is hilarious and totally different is amazing i think yeah yeah and it came out at a strange time in my life because right when it, came, it was like three years ago that was yeah. a point where i i'd sort of started to transition from the thing i knew my whole you know like 20 years is radio production making commercials and stuff, I started to transition into other things. I started to learn how to do film production and I go to film sets and I'd, you know, be a production assistant at age 40 and everybody's much younger than me. And I'm like, I'm just here to learn and, you know, kind of down dancing around different kinds of lives. I was doing yeah. that. And then Barry came out and I was like, Whoa, this is like super relatable, man. Like I'm not a killer, but <laughs> <laughs> but you're a pretty killer at what you do. Oh, oh snap. Oh, uh, snap. That's going to keep going like that. Everybody. I was good once. <laughs> I used to be good. I used to be good long ago. <laughs> so, well, what's your truest passion? Is it like, okay, so you're on the air radio, but you also are in production. Now you said you're doing uh, some TV film and you're also a beekeeper, gardener. You've got chickens. What's the, <laughs> is it everything? Is What's the, the top, the top passion? Well, okay, passion. So my grandpa was an Elvis impersonator. So my the things I learned in the youth was sort of entertainment based. But I took the I took the route of being I wanted to be an architect when I was in high school and college. I went to college for computer aided drafting and my first job was building concrete tilt up buildings around town, you know, and That's then That's rad. Wow. It was cool. It was like computers in 1995. So everything was slow. Like, if you wanted to render something, it's like, I'll see you on Monday. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah right, and it's right. Monday, and I'll see you next Monday. <laughs> and I, I love that stuff. I love creating stuff and, like, creating something from nothing. And then the radio bug hit me like a ton of bricks when I was a teenager. And I worked at, like, 400 radio stations in between here and there. And then... You know, I was good. I used to make commercials faster than anybody else. You know, I could be on the air and off the air. And did you cut you tape know. with a razor? I did not cut tape, oh, but right. I, so I were, had to oh, learn how to. You were pretty good. I, you were I, pretty I could good. never do that. That's a that's a completely different. Like that was 
I wish. I really wish because when I got into radio, I had to learn how to use carts, but only for backup. And yeah. I only like like recorded like the computers had just come out, you know. So so I started at a really weird time where did the digital world happened, but That's I was taught by everybody like twenty years behind me, and I'm in L.A. So I'm learning from like these magical beings who are like in their 60s now giving me i did restore reel-to-reel tapes i never had to cut them up and produce them didn't you have to bake them the bad ones yeah. oh yeah i remember uh back in the day people baking reel-to-reels i don't know what that did to them but it, yeah it, it restores them that yes, but you can only strange. bake them once which means that then if you need to take them off of that reel you literally have one time to oh. roll through them so you Do you think nowadays you can air fry them? <laughs> probably. Oh, you man, probably... danger. The comedy, the comedy, everybody. Yeah. We should be taking count. Ding, ding. Don't try this at home. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you should not try that. Actually. But no, like right. I was learning all this stuff and uh, Shadow Stevens gave me a box of reel-to-reel tapes when I moved to Portland. I, oh. I worked at a radio station called KUFO in portland it was the coolest station that makes ever sense. that makes sense you working at the ufo station yeah and before that i was in vegas at area 108 so i'm oh sort of my God. a weirdo at heart okay <laughs> yeah. over there i'm from another planet altogether. so yeah. when i went up to portland i restored all these tapes and i got to hear all this stuff from the past and you know just so the creation of something in a new world that once was was such a passion of mine when I could, when I made stuff, you know, I, I always wanted to pull stuff from tape to, you know, show off. That it's like, you know, it's taped. It's so cool. It has that certain sound. Yeah. Yeah. But I came up in that world where, you know, I was learning. Everybody was around me was much older than me, and like nobody was coming up younger than me. And like, I finally worked for this big company, and it was a terrible company. They made the worst content, but I learned so much from it. It took me all the way back to my architect days, but I could never advance in that, in that job. Like they just kept telling me to wait. They just kept telling me your time will come. And it's been five years of me working for this terrible company where I'm like, you know, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the, the rainbow at the end of the road, you know what I'm saying? Like the thing that happens. By any chance, did you tell them that nobody puts Barry in the corner? (laughs) Nobody puts Barry in the corner. But I was in the corner. I lived in the corner. Yeah, yeah. The corner was your home, right, yeah. Where you're learning things, you're creeping on stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Creeping? Who's that guy in the corner? Oh, that's Barry. Barry. He's just creeping. That's what he does. Yeah. I'm editing out cuss words from Justin Bieber songs. (laughs) So... So my passion had just about died uh-huh. in in radio. And you, you see all these new newbies coming up with like very talented people on TikTok and Twitch. Yeah. You know, and there was one time I was like, let me check out this Twitch thing. And I was watching somebody just saying, thanks for the five bucks. Hey, thanks for the $10 tip. And they're not really doing a show. They're just, and then something dawned on me. I'm like, dude, it might be over, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you better find you oh, better find something else to do because this got easy for everybody overnight. Right. So I stuck like doing twenty years of something, going, well, what do I do now? So I started doing film because I'm like, I was like, well, 
I can edit video probably. Maybe I can do that. And sure. started working for um, some adult film companies in I film I thought I recognized you. No, I did play some backup <laughs> roles. Did you? Yeah, I was the guy that always left the restaurant before the action happens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Oh, my God, dude. You got to set some clips. That sounds hilarious. Turn to the camera patient. and like, do a little gunshot point. Like, <laughs> No, dude. I'm on Skinamax, man. It's oh. awesome. Every so often. That's Somebody hilarious. will message me and be like, hey, was that you? I was like, yeah, I was the sick patient. Dude, what? Do you still get residuals for that? Residuals, man. It was 100 bucks. Get out of here. Dude, 100 bucks? That's amazing compared to some people. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. You're funny. Well, I mean, a friend of mine was a first AD, which is a big wig on film okay. sets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was a PA in the normal world, and all they had me do was turn the air conditioning on and off. So, so I had a friend that worked for an adult film company, and there you can like hold microphones and lights, and like the old guys are smoking their hand rolled cigarettes, going, "Let me tell you about the good old days," you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I learned so much, and then you know I made a podcast company where I help out people who don't know anything about how to do anything tech, but they're into a certain something, like a lot of wedding planners and dietitians and a, a lot of people that are that are like therapists that are talking about homeopathic stuff a couple celebrities and i'm doing this podcast production and what's the company five six seven five six seven podcast it's okay. a number and a website and a phone company and and a podcast company it's all in one it's fun but i i built that and i was thought to myself like man i don't have like what am i passionate about now you know, after all that, I was like started to look around where I'm from. And I live in Ventura County where you can grow anything and there's farmland everywhere. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll start growing shit. <laughs> and so and then that, I got really into it. <laughs> I got really into it. What'd you start growing first? Weed. I'm just kidding. Never. I wish. You've never grown it? Dude, okay. So hard. real quick, just a quick story to tie into that. When I, uh, I used to have this job and I would work on the road and it was probably six years ago, maybe a little less, but maybe around there when the whole weed laws passed in, uh, I was probably a little less in California. And all of a sudden, dude, in like Camarillo and Oxnard, all of the farmlands are just loaded with weed plants that you could just, you know, you could go up and grab a plant illegal, of course, and you'll go to jail if you get caught, but... <laughs> I'm out of nowhere and you're and I'm tripping out going, what? And that may so, have anyway, started so. it for me. OK, I remember that. Yeah. Yards and yards of dude. there was signs that said this was CBD. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like high tech cameras everywhere. Yeah, and I like, wouldn't want to yep. be involved in any of that. But, you know, the saddest part about it, it, it just goes to show you they banned it about a week before harvest. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the oh state or God. city or something banned it, and they had to pull all of that up without getting one harvest out of it. Oh what a God. waste. Which is such a waste, right. And I do remember the is next time I went there. there no? It it's was not at legal the time. anymore. Yeah. Uh -huh. So at the time, it was like, oh, we're all going to be able to do this. This is going to be incredible. So they literally tore everything out of the fields, lettuce, cabbage, whatever there was, put nothing but weed because that's the moneymaker. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then, like you said, 
it was almost like overnight all of a sudden everything's gone because i remember going back up there and i'm like what happened to everything where where did it all go and that's that's yeah i had i was going through my phase of i never done this so i should do this and my friend had a boat and they were like we're going to lake pyru and I was like, I never been to Lake Pyro. We're jet skiing. I'm like, I'll get my fat ass up on a jet ski if I can. Let's go. And on the way up, miles and miles of weed. And that was the first time I saw it. And I was like, where am I, dude? I know. Yeah. Well, this isn't Portland, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so, so say, I started. Yeah. What you started growing? I was growing like simple stuff like tomatoes and not doing a very good job at it because like I don't know nothing about soil, about fert, you know, nothing. And I have a side note. I have a bunch of desert tortoises in my backyard because my family had a bunch of desert tortoises and they never die. They live 100 years. So I say the big beasts that, yeah, they literally do never die. (laughs) They outlive your ass. (laughs) Yeah. They That's will outlive right. me and my next of kin. <laughs> Where are you originally from? I'm from Long Beach, moved to Ventura oh. County as a teenager. So I'm sort of from so here, that, but I've like, lived a little Southern vibe happening. Yeah. Well, grandpa's from Texas and I wow. get into it sometimes. All right. I get a loose lip. <laughs> <laughs> I got a loose lip from grandpa. Oh yeah. man. What a guy. Love All right. It. So tomatoes didn't work. You got the turtles. Yeah. The and I was just stumbling through it. And sort of kind of doing other stuff, trying to find my way. Because I wasn't going to move away to to do radio. I'm not going to move to, like, Kansas and be, like, that guy there. I mean... What? Why not? (laughs) uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, my friend was like, hey, there's a country morning thing in Eagle, Idaho. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, I don't want to. (laughs) So... I see those ads all the time, and I do think it would be a funny documentary to take those positions and go do it in the middle of nowhere, and it would be probably hilarious. Until you get it. I did that in Vegas, and it was not... Yeah, it's not funny after the first five minutes. By the way, that's Vegas. Vegas. You just said Eagle, Idaho. Do you guys know where that is? (laughs) Like, Idaho Idaho is... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say. Honestly, Idaho, Vegas, all the same. (laughs) Is there like four (laughs) cities in Idaho? Yes, dude. Seriously, you shouldn't I've, go to like three of them. Right. I've been through it. They have any one of the biggest uh, firework warehouses in the world, and they have the capital, and then that's it. <laughs> it's can pretty, we, I guess. But can we not go back much. to focusing on the growing? Okay, um, all right. So no radio for you. So you're staying here. Yeah. So like, I was like not doing radio, and my neighbor is like a Santa Claus looking dude, and COVID had hit. And I, I did have this job where I was editing news clips. I still have it. It's editing news clips. And it's just like, the it's terrible work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like for a creative producer, it's just like I'm cut, making sure it's two minutes long. And that's it. So it's like there's no passion and so yeah. heart in the thing. But they're paying me. So I got to, you know, do it. Yeah. And I was driving into Venice. Oh, doing overnights, doing that, you know, and at least I got the beach and I got a lot of time to sit there and kind of think about it all. And then COVID hit, boom, and they closed the shop and I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to pay rent and live like with five roommates. I'm moving back up to the homestead. 
Yeah. And and then I started meeting some of my neighbors, and there's a dude that lives a couple blocks from me that is like a legit professional beekeeper that's been doing it since the seventies. He's like a wow. weird, weird looking Santa Claus dude. I, was gonna say, always... I hope he has a big beard. Big yeah, beard. Yeah. Helping my visualization. <laughs> big old bear looking hands. <laughs> yes. Oh, that... Sausage looking. Does he have honey dripping from his palms? He smells like pollen. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really know what pollen smells like. And then he shows up and it's like, oh, that's what pollen smells like. Mm. <laughs> that's funny. And so... We started talking about it all, and he's like, yeah, anytime you want to come up to the farm, come up to the ranch and check it out. So I was like, well, shit, I ain't got nothing else to do, you know, editing CNN clips. Get me out of here. So right next to Malibu, you know, on the PCH where the road curves and goes through that rock, and suddenly you're in, like, Ventura County? Yeah. Curve out. Right on that, that's where the ranch is. And this guy has like, you know, 60 beehives in five different locations. And we're just trucking around. It's an avocado tangerine lemon farm that's been there 133 years. You get get to see views of the ocean. And I'm like, this is it. You know, this is it. And it's like eight minutes from my house. Like, teach me your ways, man. Master beekeeper. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then they were trying to, you know, and then the whole exciting part was they're trying to kill a certain mite that's killing the bees, and they're working with the college up here, so there's a bunch of college kids roaming around and then dissecting bees, and I'm like, what is happening here, you yeah. know? And then I start meeting wow. all these dudes, you know, these people, men and women, of all ages. I, I met a falconer lady in her 60s that showed up one day with a... Falcon on her shoulder. So these are your like, people. Tell me. Well, they. I wanted them to be my people. Yeah. Okay. Like Were I you suddenly in the was like watching them. I was in the corner. <laughs> and the Who's set. that? It's Barry Funkhauser at the corner. That's Barry Funkhauser. That's right. Barry <laughs> That's Funkhauser. Right. That's right. Uh. And then at just about at the same time, I was um in 2014. I was doing radio in San Diego and living in Simi Valley. It was tough. Wow. And I was doing weekends. And that's where I met this dude, Mookie. And uh, program director at 88.5 FM. Yeah, we did weekends on this station. And I would always, I love voice tracking. I mean, curtain pulled, I, I love it. Because then I can like, I can be funny without like worrying about time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so then when Mookie would leave, I'd be like, hey, man, let's do some tracks. He's like, all right. And so we end up doing like the first two hours of my show. I mean, it's a five-hour show, and it's like you barely talk. So we knocked out a bunch of tracks, and every weekend we do that. And I would be—it would be so fun for me because nobody else did that. And like me and Mookie were like Bert and Ernie, you know, <laughs> what you up to today, you know? And he's telling me. So then, flash forward years go by, and. One of my best friends, Michelle, is a super fan of 88.5. She's been for years, and I already turned the corner on radio. I was like, whatever. I ain't doing it. I ain't going to suck ass. And then I found out Mookie took over the thing. I was like, hey, dude, you need a person? (laughs) You know, because I remember the days of how much fun we had. And I was like, by then I found out that, like, I can get it on my radio at home. And I was like, hey, this is kind of fun again. So it was like a gift, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so, so now, but my passion has changed. Now my passion is like figuring out the life cycle of a bee, right. you know, and how to perfect honey drip. <laughs> That's cool, man. And are you I dig bees. I always have. And I love honey. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Are, is that, are you sustaining a career with it? Bee making? Bee honey well, making? See, there's, there's crossroads there. I could, I think. I don't have any... I, I've like got one year experience, if that. Like I, yeah. I feel like the karate kid of bees. You know, I have this old guy going, "No, you do like this, <laughs> like oh yeah, oh yeah, do it like that. Yeah, the girls like it when you yeah." <laughs> so I'm oh, learning. How's her son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning like the old way. You know, I'm sure I can crack open a book or go on YouTube, but I'm learning the old way. Yeah. So there, I could like be a a. A emergency bee guy that runs to your house if you have bees in there and get them out because they pay they get paid a lot yeah um sure. or i could just like make honey and and we've had your still. honey we had Funkhauser farms yes. wildflower honey and it was delicious hints of lemon avocado eucalyptus and buckwheat which by the way you can purchase online that's Isn't right that five six seven podcast.com well, I think you have to instant Instagram me. Oh, Instagram. At I what? don't have that set up yet. I was going to do it, and then I ran out of honey. <laughs> Sounds like you <laughs> you got a great business model going on. Uh, so your Instagram well, I, is at that's right, Barry Funkhauser. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. That's yep. right, Barry. Barry Funkhauser, yeah. <laughs> so we had this honey. It was it. delicious. We put the honey on some brie. And a cracker, and it was very, yeah. very delicious. Could you taste the chunks? Well, it was very um, grainy. Taste, yeah, dude. It, okay, it's I delicious. Say it. I I love custom shit like that. I love custom soaps. I love custom anything. And this honey is insane. And yeah, by insane, really I mean holy shit, it's delicious. <laughs> well, dude. you never buy store bought again. This is not an ad. Or Funkhauser <laughs> Farms honey, or it is, or is maybe it? it is. Yeah, yeah. But he gets, welcome you know, to our ad, you guys. We can do this. We'll put it online. <laughs> yeah, put a little welcome. marker in there. Welcome, yeah. you know, ten percent off. Funkhauser Farms. Use use offer code. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but no, he the beekeeper guy says, "Hey, this label's good and all, but make sure you write pure raw premium on there." And I go, "Why?" And he goes, "Cause none of this shit's filtered out. Like you get." little bit of wax you get a little bit of pollen you get the um it's called the royal jelly royal jelly dude yes i know it's exactly what too. all What's that? that is What's royal? you jelly? know what all that is man i absolutely i absolutely do welcome yeah, to the I, club yeah <laughs> it's a great thing to know what those things are what tell us royal what those jelly? are no well no no i'm not the expert here you tell us what those are <laughs> I just okay. know from buying them over the years, but it's been like 10 years since I've and bought it. And it's expensive it. to get royal very, jelly, I guess. Very expensive. Very expensive. But so it's the purest of pure things you could ever taste. It's insane. Go ahead. It's what they feed the queen. Oh. It, that's why it's called royal jelly. It's got less water in it. So it's got more stick to it. Now I'm talking like a one-year beekeeper. So there's yeah. probably a better description for all this. Right, it's right. good, though. It's the stuff that's like it's hard to get and you can't take it all because it's for the queen. Right. You can't take all her food that there's a balance between nature and human. Anytime you crack open a, a box, a colony, 
is you want to make sure you're taking the right frames out, you're pulling the right nectar out, and you're not taking away from the hive. You yeah. know, so it's a very slow process. That's why these beekeepers have like 500 of them. I'm like, shit, man, I got one. That's funny. Yeah, I was going to say, when you do see them, yeah, you see many. <laughs> you see multiple. You're like, I got one where other guys probably have. Who have knows? Have you been I'm stung by a bee? I've never been stung. And frighteningly, what? that may change my whole opinion Oh, after well, okay. I get stung. <laughs> I'm just going to say I've been stung uh, three times, and they were all on my hands, and they all hurt like hell. But I've become to appreciate bees way more oh, the yeah. older I've gotten. In fact, I love them. Now I literally will like take them if they're stranded in water oh, cool. or something, yeah. and I'll put them in my hand, let them dry off there for a little bit. I'll even do a little kissy on the stinger. <laughs> I don't do that, but I do let them <laughs> sit in my hand. <laughs> I'm serious. There is a connection with me and bees. I yeah. love, I really, really do love them. They are well, special. Anytime you want to come out, and put on one of them jackets and do it. It changes people. Like oh, wow. my one of my favorite things is taking somebody out there that's afraid of bees, and then by the end of it, they're in love with bees because they look at them different. They're like pigs, and they're mm-hmm. all chicks. Like, what's not to like? You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I actually, well, I Julie and fun. I both yeah. would love. To freaking come up oh, there, there and, yeah. And you come I'm up, serious. I'll film it for the people. Oh, that'd be there brilliant. you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll crack open a box and put one of them uh, spoons right in the right in the frame, and and then we have to sit there and figure out what it tastes like. Oh, that tastes a little bit like lemon. Oh, I see. I taste hints of avocado in there. Oh, it's buckwheat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, honestly that's my jam right there. <laughs> I love doing How? that with wine. I yeah, love doing that, you know, going out getting this straight from the barrel. Yeah. How's the status of bees? You know, there was a lot of uh, bees are like becoming endangered. Yeah. Is it getting better? It's well, if you talk to the beekeepers, they say that's a bunch of hockey. That's a bunch of BS because it's only the bees that you don't want that are dying off. Oh, is that real? Yeah, you don't want. There's a lot of Africanized colonies, wild bees. Oh, that right. Have migrated. So there's two types of honeybees. There's the ones that were imported from Italy that were, um, like, their DNA has been perfected, so they're very kind bees. And those are the ones you farm with. And then there's the other kinds of honeybees that have migrated up here from South America, and they've gone through hundreds and hundreds of of uh, generations of bees. So they've developed more aggression, you know, so they'll come after humans and things that move. Those bees are dying off and you want them to die off, you know, so. Wow, interesting. Sounds like, yeah, I loved your, that was, that's a bunch of (laughs) bees. Yes. The comedy keeps rolling. That's a bunch of of bee larky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's, well, that makes me feel better because, yeah, this whole time I was just like, oh, my God, uh, is the world ending? I, I mean, the world but, is ending, but yeah. Well, I mean, okay. well, there there is a big thing going on in Northern <laughs> California, though, that we just found out that there's a there's a mass extinction going on up there, which is bad. It's wow. not happening to us down here in SoCal, I mm. think, because we have enough water. I thought we they don't really know. Water. They don't know what it's coming from. The only way they found out was 
you buy new queens from uh, like a queen farmer, right? And, and you have to make orders like eight months in advance. You're like, hey, I need like 25 queens, bro, by like October, and it's January. And then, you know, by October, the farmers are like, hey, we don't need it anymore. Everybody, everything's died. Like, we don't need, uh-huh. we don't have any bees. So they realize, like, oh shit, there's a big thing going on. This is very new, too. So there's a lot of research going on in colleges. They're dissecting bees, they're trying to figure out what this thing is that's killing them. But it's probably water, lack of, lack of water. Well, why sure. do you think we, I thought, you know, we're in our drought down here. Why do you think the bees are still okay down here? Well, because farmers use well water. So mm-hmm. farmers don't have a problem with lack of water. They always have standing water. Mm-hmm. So bees, bees aren't, aren't uh, dying because yeah. of that. Because the farmers don't have the same regulations we do. We can't water, but they can. Sons of bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, but I mean, you know, hey, it is there. That's that's how I'll it, let them do it because I can't have BLTs without them. <laughs> All right, so let's do a career oh, wrap up man. or your passion wrap up. So your your big passion is the bees. It's becoming that, yeah. I mean, for a long time it was broadcasting, and now it's kind of bees. Bee casting—it's it's sort of a really cool thing to learn about. Because it's not like they're going away. It's part of the world. Yeah, that's you know, pretty it's cool. something I can put in, set in stone that I did. Nice. Okay, guys, it's that time in the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we finish up with five quick questions to get to know you even more. Are Ooh. you ready, Barry Funkhauser? Five. Okay. Yes. Yes, I think so. Uh, question number one. You seem like someone who wears a cape. What color is it? Mm. I think my cape would be white because... Oh. Unusual. Well, white is the color of the bee. If you're wearing white, they don't see you. So. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. Oh. That's an interesting bee fact. That's white. why yeah. they all have white suits and stuff. It's not because oh. they look like the escape. <laughs> Hazmat from the, freaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Really uh, question number two. Okay, if you could go to your ultimate concert, name the headliner and opening band. Oh, Could come be on. living or dead. Living or dead, just a quick one. Oh, come on. Headliner, you're opener. All right, well, I mean, you're going to make fun of me, but I used to like like ska. No, stuff dude, like that. you're talking my language. Keep it going, dude. No like, way. Like early stage warp Tour, like, er, like early, like before 2000-something. Like yeah. early, you know, like where you can find Kevin Lyman in the crowd and be like, hey, man, great show. And he's like, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so that, can I say that? Yes. You can. What? And- do you have, is it an artist? Do you have any artists? Or There's just like ska? 400 of them. Yeah, so you want, um, a, you want a concert with 400 ska bands. You know, just like horns up there, less than Jake, you know, uh, real big fish, some Finch, some bad religion, some things of that nature. If it's summertime, if it's wintertime, you know, like Ben Folds, Sufjan, Stevens, some of the Coachella, like a Coachella thing that I don't have to go to because it's like 180 degrees and no one should go there. All right. You know, how about that? Okay. Uh, question number good. three. <laughs> With your beekeeping, what lesson do you think bees teach us? That the life of a bee is only 28 days. So. Is it really? Live it up. I don't know yeah. any of this. That's not real. Is wow. it? Wow. 
the bee that you see today 28 will be days? dead in a month. No way! Will live his my whole life in a month. Oh no, it's lived a good life. It forged, it fed the queen. How long does the queen baby. live? A year, ev forever. Like 10, forever 15 years. What? Such is life, right? You know, everybody dies in a month and the queen lives on. Okay. Yeah, she's got that royal jelly, dude. <laughs> All right, question number four. Name one thing in Ventura County that you love that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, Ojai. Can I say like a whole city? Yeah, sure. sure. I'd say Ojai. Yeah, Ojai. Ojai is a magical place, man. That's where everybody goes to come up with something creative and then they come back. Ojai for the win. And it's affordable. You can actually live there. Unlike Montecito. <laughs> yeah, no, Montecito, you cannot afford that. <laughs> All right, question number five. Uh, your final question, Barry Funkhauser. What's one thing you hope people really get about you? One thing that I hope people get about me? Yeah. That, you know, life is to be lived, you know, and things come and go and people come and go but you know stay true to what's in your heart and if there's you know if you're still on that adventure for yourself trying to figure that out keep going you know you'll find it love yeah. about that love that was perfect the words of a true funkhauser you know? well thank you uh barry funkhauser people can find you at 567podcast.com on uh instagram at that's right barry funkhauser that's right F-U-N-K-H-O-U-S-E-R. That's right. And if you want some honey, 10% off, 15% off for oh, listeners. Oh, we got them up to 15% uh, off our Cuz I Have To discount. Use the code Royal Jelly for... <laughs> no, no. Royal was, Jelly. That's right. Royal that's Jelly. The, that's the Use code. the code Royal Jelly for 15% off your Funkhauser Farms. It'll change you. Honey. Just like it One. changed me. <laughs> that's right. It's true. One code per email. Uh, so if you want to be a cheater and just keep ordering his stuff, you better have up to 5, 10, 15 emails. But, but hey, don't buy a lot because be... I don't have a lot. All right. I got a couple of bottles. That's he it. He only has one. That's he only has got one box for you guys. Okay. So we can yeah. hear you on Saturday nights on 88. Oh, yeah. On all the North. best B hits. And then you're all also of... on this other station, Central. All the B. Radio. B chat. I tell you everything about insects. <laughs> now I'm on in uh, Morro Bay uh -huh. Saturday afternoon on a on a listener supported community radio station there called The Rock, and I'm on in Tahoe, and I'm on in LA at 88.5 FM, the Independent. I like it. FM. All right, thank you, Barry. Thanks for coming on the. <laughs> Thanks program. for having me on, you guys. This was fun. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guests after they leave the room. There you go, Jason. That was Barry Funkhauser. That's right. Barry Funkhauser. I was going to say, let me do that part. That's oh. right. Barry Funkhauser. <laughs> <laughs> that it's guy is freaking great. Yeah, what a story of all the different things he's done. He also no edits podcasts. If you're a new podcaster, he edits yeah. podcasts. Hit him up. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the, right, Barry Funkhauser. Beekeeper, the uh, the I almost said the wine. The honey was delicious. The honey is seriously unreal, and I recommend. I'm not joking. Everybody to at least 
yeah. buy one. It was like 15 bucks for how much was that? What size? Uh, was it a pound? Yeah. Uh, but it is really, really good. And it's so great to support a local farmer. And, yes. And, and wow, I do want to go to that bee farm. I, I'm i a little, I've never, I've, hold on, can I knock on wood? I've not been <laughs> bit, bit, I've not been stung by a bee. But yeah. bees, I'm not great, crazy about them. I love them so much. I think, look, it'll be I've great. I've seen you with them. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll probably be like, I don't need this suit, and we'll just like sit there together. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> covered by a thousand. Will sting yeah, me. yeah. That, and then you're right. I probably will be like. There were okay. so many facts I didn't know that they can't see white. They only live 28 days. What in the shite? I knew they had a short lifespan. I did yeah. not know specifically 28 days. The white, uh, which is why you wear white, had no idea either. Wow. And now that makes all the sense beyond anything. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the royal jelly and, and all that stuff. I totally. I got into that, I don't know, 12 years ago or something. But I, I didn't continue like he has. I mean, that's yeah. freaking awesome what he's doing. That's pretty neat. Hmm. Yeah, yeah so We'll have cool. to check in, keep in touch with our... Now we have a beekeeper friend. Yeah, Funkhauser Incorporated. So we should uh, we should visit him, and when we do, maybe we'll go up to N and T's and stay with them for the weekend. That's right. Yeah, nice. Their new pad, their new crib. Tara, I don't think you'll listen to this podcast, but we're coming to see you. (laughs) That's right. We coming. Oh, I did want to give an update. Um, Julie, one of our number one fans, wanted to know how our demographic was going. with our oh, 60 right. plus I think um, that must have been like a demographic for the week or something I think one of our guests drew in uh, I think our guest was a little older and drew in a lot of 60 plus listeners so that's right. why uh, the podcast uh, became heavy because then it even it went back to normal stats uh, after that I don't know if we have a but that's our uh, stat update there you go that was uh, episode 89 of the Cause I Have To podcast Jason Friday Julie Slater Until next time. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast. Tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials. We'd love to hear from you too. Email us at Cuz I Have To podcast at gmail.com. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.